Still quite a bit of debate about that game-ending play last night. Orioles asked for a review. Certainly hard to tell when you looked at the reviews whether Gurriel touched home play with that oven mitt he was wearing on his left hand. 1-2, ground ball slowly hit left side. Waiting on it is the shortstop Martin, and his throw to first is in time for the first out. And, you know, it's funny, Steve, You depending on who you asked, it was pretty <laughs> obvious what side they were on if you asked them, well, did Gurriel's hand touch the plate? All the Astros folks were like, yeah, I think so. And all the Orioles folks, eh, nah, I, don't, I don't think he did. Yeah, I was arguing with one of our parking garage attendants today on the way in. That's always that. He said there's no way that Gurriel got his, his hand in there, and I thought he did. It's always a good start to Steve Sparks' day. Yeah. Comes in, argues with some parking garage attendants. Then I punched him in the throat. <laughs> Reddick rifles one in the center. That's a base hit for Josh Reddick. As Reddick is aboard at first base. He's been on fire. Eight hits in his last 20 at-bats. And that hit the 1,000th of Reddick's big league career. How about that? Pointing to the umpire. Can I get that baseball? And <laughs> they throw it to the wrong dugout. <laughs> Yeah, hit number 1,000. That's a great milestone for Josh Reddick. And three shy of 500 RBI. So he's starting to put together some really cool statistics and a nice career, Josh Reddick. See everybody in the Astros dugout clapping for Reddick, who just tipped his helmet to the dugout. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their three-game series with the Baltimore Orioles. This is the rubber game of this three-game set after the Orioles picked up a 4-1 win over the Astros yesterday. Framber Valdez was outstanding in his first start of the year, striking out seven and allowing a run over seven innings. Yuli Gurriel had an RBI, but the Astros suffered their second loss in their last nine games. Orioles saw their losing streak end at three. Astros 44-22, first in the AL West, eight and a half games ahead of the Rangers. The Orioles last in the AL East at 20-44, 19.5 and games behind the Yankees and Rays. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leads medicine. Well, former Baltimore Oriole Wade Miley getting the ball for the Astros today, and he's a much different pitcher than he was during his time in Baltimore. Yeah, last time he pitched for Baltimore was 2017. He's got a 2.96 ERA since he left Baltimore, so they they don't know what to really think uh, with the renaissance of, of Wade Miley. It's the cut fastball, right? And, yeah. Uh, but the thing about the cut fastball for Miley, he didn't have it his last game. He said he just didn't have a Feel he felt like his body was kind of jumpy, jumping toward home plate, and his his arm was trailing. He said what suffered the most was his cut fastball. So he went a lot more to the changeup, uh, his four seam fastball, which he's developed nicely. So it's nice to know, even though you don't have your best pitch, that he can still go out there and compete, and he did. Certainly did. And meanwhile, it's still in Bundy on the mound for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. He's seen his fastball velocity drop over the years. At one time, he was he was a hard-throwing young pitching prospect, yeah. but he's had to he's had to pitch differently. It's hard to imagine he's he's only 26 years old. Yeah. It seems like he's been in our conscience uh, for such a long time, and he's such a hard thrower and probably logged so many innings 
uh, as a amateur or as a youth, maybe he's feeling the effects of that, and the, the fastball hasn't come back like he's hoped it would. So he's developed other pitches. Uh, his slider's a good swing and miss pitch. His changeup gets a lot of ground balls. Uh, so he kind of pitches backwards now, which is kind of kind of funny to say when you think of Dylan Bundy, you think power, but he's not that way anymore. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. He's here. He is here, and I could not be more excited, Robert. And you know that yeah. uh, we've been anticipating this for a long time. Ever since we saw him in spring training this year, we felt like he was a big leaguer. Uh-huh. I mean, and it wasn't just because of the power and the, the hit tool or anything like that. It wasn't uh, for lack of defensive abilities. It was the strike zone discipline. It was the ability to swing at strikes and swing at pitches that he could really drive. He's not a pole hitter. You know, he doesn't go up there looking just to yank balls out of the ballpark. He's a true hitter, uh, but when he makes good contact, it doesn't matter if it's the left field, center field, right field. Usually it goes out. All right. Coming up next, we'll be joined, as we are every Sunday, by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Papadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros play the rubber game against Baltimore here at Minute Maid Park. And, of course, the, the big news today, Jeff, is the uh, big league debut of Jordan Alvarez, uh, had his contract purchased today from AAA Round Rock. And, I mean, he's been putting up video game-like numbers at Round Rock. It, it seemed like it was only a matter of time. What made you guys decide this was this is the time to call him up? Well, he's been really good. I mean, one home run every nine at-bats. I'm sure that's not going to continue here, but it sure would be fun. I think he's got tremendous power. He's 21 years old and just such an exciting prospect. You know, we've been carrying, we carried 13 position players early in the year, and then we went to 13 pitchers to get through that long stretch of games. And we've got a couple off days coming up, so we're going to be able to go back to uh, a different mix where we have the 13 position players. And uh, he's, he's earned the spot on this team. I think he's here to stay. We'll see how he does. He's DHing today, hitting fifth, which is uh, pretty unusual for a debut. Uh, wearing number 44, so all the stars are, stars are lining, and we'll see how he does today. Jeff, take us back to the, the time uh, when you acquired yeah. Jordan. It, it was a trade at the deadline. It's a great story. Uh, first of all, we were in on Jordan uh, before he signed with the Dodgers, and it was coming up against the deadline, and uh, they, you know, we didn't make a final offer to beat the Dodgers and always kind of regretted that. And a few months later, we were talking to a couple of clubs about Josh Fields, and talking to the Dodgers and you know I said well I I could give you Josh Fields but I'm going to need Alvarez and they have this pitcher Alvarez that they signed and they said oh no we can't give you him I said no not that guy Jordan Alvarez and they said well you know he hasn't played a game yet and I said I know but our our scouts like him Uh, and we went ahead and made the deal and boy it turned out to be an amazing deal for us and I got to give a lot of credit to Charlie Gonzalez he's our scout that covers the Cuban prospects Mm -hmm. he was on this guy from the beginning and pushed us really hard to sign him Uh, I was I disappointed him by not signing him as an amateur but uh, I made him really happy when we traded for him. DHing today, and that's 
been the, the big knock on yeah. Alvarez is where does he play and is he going to be proficient enough defensively? I know he played some first base, left field, and yep. the minor leagues, even a little bit of right field. Do you see him settling in at one position or maybe going back and forth? Well, I think he's going to settle in at DH. I, okay. I think yeah. he's an amazing hitter. Um, I do believe he's good enough to play left field and give Brantley days off. He's been working really hard at, at routes. I saw him play in Round Rock. We saw him in spring training. Mm -hmm. The guy is faster than you think when yeah. you see him up there. He can really run around the bases pretty well, and he runs in the outfield pretty well. It takes time to get used to routes. I mean, I think in our left field here, he'll be okay because it's a little shorter, but um, it's going to be tough in some of the AL West ballparks. But, you know, he's just going to have to learn how to do that because for him to be the most valuable player for us, he's going to have to be able to play in the outfield. Fortunately, we have a lot of good outfielders right now. Um, so it doesn't, you know, he can probably DH most days, but that means that it cuts in a time that we were given to other guys. Uh, to, you know, they don't have to play the field like Springer and others, and they can DH. It's also a little easier maybe that you have a couple other Cuban ball players on your team with Diaz and yeah. Guriel uh, that may make it a little easier for Jordan. I think it will, and I asked uh, Yuli about it. Um, I'd be interested to know if any team has ever had three Cubans in their, right. in their lineup yeah. because there'll be days this summer when we'll probably have that. But it's exciting. Uh, he's such a, a, an exciting player. And I can't wait to see, uh, you know, the crowd's reaction when he hits his first home run, which hopefully will be today. Hopefully it will be. And uh, Framber Valdez oh. yesterday was outstanding. On a day the Astros really needed some length from a starter. I mean, you don't kind of, kind of Framber, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. But seven innings was absolutely outstanding. Seven strikes. Definitely the best he's looked in an Astros uniform. It was amazing. I mean, we talked about this guy being in our rotation. He came to spring training. Brad Peacock beat him out fair and square. Mm -hmm. uh, but he has done a nice job for us. And this is his opportunity to shine. And after last night, I mean, he's obviously going to get uh, a long rope to stay in our rotation. The greatest thing for me was, I mean, he's a ground ball pitcher, so he gets a lot of double plays, but he gets double plays because there's runners on base when he usually right. walks them, and, and that didn't happen yesterday. So the seven punch outs was good, but the zero walks was the thing that got me. You're talking about roster construction and how many guys you have in the bullpen right now as you, you lessen things, but finally getting to the end of this stretch where you can at least let some of your bullpen guys breathe. Uh, how are you going to move forward with this? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the getting the two innings from James the other night, the two innings from Devo, that yeah. was huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody in our bullpen has been taxed a little bit. AJ is doing as best job he can of getting guys some rest. And, you know, we haven't seen Presley in a student in a few days, and we have a couple of days off. So those guys will get a little more rest. But it's going to be an ongoing battle, and we're going to have to continue to try and get them rest, but use them in situations that help us win games. The nice thing is we rarely have to use our best relievers in games that, that are sort of out one way or the other. So, uh, the, you know, the high-leverage guys are being used in high-leverage situations, and that's important. But it's a long season. We've got a couple guys that are that have had a lot of appearances, specifically Osuna and Presley, and we're going to need, um, you know, the, to give them enough breaks. We have the All-Star break coming up. There's going to be other natural breaks. Uh, we have two times between now and the All-Star break where we have two days off in the same week. So those will be days, you know, weeks where, where these guys will get a little more rest. Joined by Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Orioles here at Minute Maid Park. Well, George Springer, Jose Altuve, Aledmiz Diaz, they've all been working their way back from their leg injuries. And we've, they were on the road trip. They're... We've seen them do work here at home as well. I know all of them have to go out on a, on a rehab assignment. You guys have a better timetable of, of when that might be and when those guys might be back. It's starting to come into focus. I think Jose will go out on a rehab assignment sometime in the next week or so, and uh, he's feeling really good. He's hitting the ball really hard. I said that before, so we'll have to see once he gets out there how he feels, if his strength in his right leg is, is strong enough for him to 
you know, execute his swing properly, but I, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Um, Diaz and Springer had been tracking really well. Diaz had a little bit of a setback today when he was running before the game. Uh, he felt a little something, so we're going to have him evaluated and see, but that's probably going to put him back a little bit. I'm hoping that Springer will be back, you know, in, in sort of the two-week time frame, maybe even beat that, um, and then it's going to be a little bit longer time for Correa. So the nice thing is our reserves, our guys that have come up from the Express, have done a tremendous job filling in. Fisher's been great. Straw's been great. Stubbs has been good. So... You know, we're, we're really happy that these guys have come up and enabled us to continue to win win ball games. So if that continues, there's no pressure to get them back. But obviously, we need those guys back at some point. Jeff, you guys set up shop in Florida for the draft this past week, and uh, you, you were in the room. Uh, did it feel like that they were really happy with their selections? We were. We were excited about our, our specifically our top four picks. We had had discussions of all four guys at one point or another in the first round consideration. Really? Now, when I say first round, you know, we picked 32, so it wasn't like top of the first round. But all four of those guys, the, the Brewer a- athletic kid from University Michigan, of Michigan, yeah. the Big Ten player of the year, um, Barber, the high school kid with a tremendous left-handed stroke, uh, hits the ball really, really hard. Kessinger. And Kessinger, the shortstop from Ole Miss, and then obviously Lee, our catcher that we love. I know some of the third-party lists had him rated lower, but we, we had consistently been talking about him all year as a guy that we would be in our mix. And to get a catcher with a power bat and a good arm, and he threw out a lot of runners this year from a, a good program in the Pac-12, um, you know, Blum's old uh, alma mater. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a great fit for us, and we've got good catching instructors, and I think, um, you know, we need catchers, so that is, it was a really good outcome for us. Yeah, what's the kind of the, the thought about Lee? You mentioned the strong arm. What, how does his defense project as you, as you move forward with him? You know, we have so much video on him that we were able to get all of our catching instructors to look at it, and even AJ, and everybody believed that, you know, there's a little bit of cleanup here and there in the, his throwing mechanics and all that, um, and how he receives, but he is athletic, he's strong, he's, he's got a tremendous arm, and we're really, we really think he's going to be, he profiles as an everyday catcher with power, like 20 plus home runs, maybe 250 average, and a guy who can shut down the running game. And, and if we get that, that's going to be a successful first-round pick for us. We didn't touch on McHugh, Stassi, and Joe Smith. Can you touch on them for just a moment? Sure. I saw Joe. In fact, we let Joe into the draft room for some he of did? our drafts. He was in Florida, and he had a, he had a kick watching it. Yeah. Um, he's doing great. He's out in Florida. He's throwing off the mound. He's looking good. And I think he's, you know, we're still sort of estimating right before the All-Star break maybe for okay. him to come back. Um, Stassi's also in Florida. He's catching some of uh, Smith's bullpens, lives, and so forth. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, feeling a lot better. So he'll be on a timetable to probably go out and rehab relatively soon. And, and McHugh's making progress. I, we still don't have a timetable for him, but he is making progress. And he's a guy that obviously we, we're going to need back at some point. Now getting back to the draft for a minute, 40 picks for the Astros. 35 of them were college players. Five high school players was that a focus was that a, something you guys went into planning on doing or is that just the way it worked out i think it's just the way it worked out i mean we take the best player available but after about the third or fourth round the best player available that's a high school player is typically not signable at that point mm. um, we were able to uh, move some money around and, pro- and probably put ourselves in a position to sign a high school player in the fourth round like we got but it's hard to do past that point and we did get some junior college kids that we're really excited about and I think we got a ton of talent. It's just the way it breaks in terms of the signability. And, and we, you know, there's a lot of good college players out there. And, and these college players typically the ones that, that hit the ground running and can get your system going pretty quickly. 
Jeff, these uh, this series and the next series features general managers that yeah. used to be under your home. So it's David Stearns with Milwaukee who come in and Mike Elias who's in town with the Orioles right now. What did you see in those two guys when they they were in your office? They're, they're tremendous, and I'm so happy for uh, for both of them that they got these opportunities. And obviously, Mike's going through some somewhat of a rebuild, so he's been through it before, uh-huh. and he knows what to expect. And, you know, I was with him last night. He came into my box yesterday. We visited a little bit. Um, and he's got a, a lot of work in front of him, but it's exciting. He knows what he's doing, and, and uh, Baltimore's uh, in great hands. You know, David has turned that organization around very, very quickly. Very quickly, And yeah. they are have been competitive. Um, and so it's going to be exciting to see that team in here. And, you know, I would love to match up with him in the postseason. Obviously, yeah. it would mean we both get to the World Series. But it's so much fun when people that you worked with closely go out and, and spread their wings and get their own opportunity and have success. It's, it's really a compliment to everything that we did around here to prepare them. Some of the things that David Stearns has done with Milwaukee remind me of you. Do you think he's taken some of the things, like some of the guys he's acquired, it looks like some of the players that they draft, a lot of the same ideas that you had? Well, he helped shape some of the things, a lot of the things we did here. Yeah. So um, he's just such a smart guy, and he surrounded himself with really great baseball people, and he's built up a good analytics staff over there. And, you know, they've done, they've made a lot of good moves. Um, you know, obviously we gave him a, a nice present before he went over there and traded <laughs> Josh Hader over there to him, but... Um, he's, you know, he's great. He's got good feel for the game. He's got a good feel for how to balance the short and long term and hopefully learn some of that stuff here. And, and he helped us be a better organization. So both he and Mike deserve a lot of credit for the team that we have on the field now. Um, and it's just it's fun when that happens. Jeff Luno, Astros president of baseball operations and general manager. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.